Hi guys, this is Erica Weston with Fox Sports Midwest, and you're listening to my favorite St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. ready to hear some noise tonight you're just seconds away from let's go blues radio all over the hockey universe No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Nice onesie. Is it coming men's? Oh, I think you come in men enough for all of us. And anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 46 of Let's Go Blues Radio, the often imitated but never duplicated the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Uh, Happy New Year to everyone out there listening. Uh, We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, January 1st, 2020. It's our first show of the new year. This is franchise episode number 232 all time. Your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues Hockey. To interact with the show on social media, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. My handle is at Kurt Price, Bill's is at Billy Blue Note, and Jeff's is at jponder94. Follow us on Instagram, you can like us on Facebook, and uh, you can check out the YouTube channel where you can watch past episodes, and don't forget to like and subscribe so you get notifications when we go live each week. Uh, the website is letsgoblues.com, where you can listen or watch past episodes. Um, and for those of you uh, watching the live show on YouTube, uh, feel free to comment in the live chat on my left, which would be your right. Uh, and if uh, you enjoy the show, we ask if you wouldn't mind leaving a sh- shiny, happy review on It's No Longer iTunes. It's Apple Music now. You guys know that? Yeah. Yes. iTunes is I like did. either being phased out or going away or they launched Apple Music. I'm not an Apple guy, so I, don't, I just heard about it. I haven't experienced it myself. I'm, I've never been an iTunes guy myself, even when I had an iPhone. So good riddance. Yeah, I, I hated iTunes when I had a, an iPod and iPads, iTunes is, uh, has always been terrible. People complain about it for years. It's about time. Yep. Eh, I'm I'm on the opposite side of that. You like iTunes? I I have uh, I have a lot of time and uh, quite a bit of money invested in uh, iTunes. Okay. I have over ten thousand songs, which I would say I assume would be migrated over to Apple Music. Yeah. Okay. I, I believe so. Um, they're I, I read up. Guy, about you would hope that would be a game. seamless transition, <laughs> right? Right. But uh, yeah, so I have I retrofitted my video iPod with a solid state hard drive so that I could fit my entire catalog yeah. on my iPod in my car because my car is too old to have Android Auto and that stuff. So, scroll to Andre Hyman in the YouTube chat. Uh, Happy New Year, sir. And he says Spotify is way better. So we may have a fight. I am a new adapter to <laughs> Spotify, and I love it. Yeah, Spotify's um, great. Uh, from what we I've, are I've on Spotify, it. by the way, we we are. Yeah, search for and Apple uh, Music. Let's go Blues Podcast. Radio on either one of those. Uh, yep. Yeah. Pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. So it's where we're at. Yep. Uh, Happy New Year, guys! How many bullets did you guys shoot into the air last mid- night at midnight? Hmm? Oh hmm? well, I'm 
I'm like a stone's throw from Jeffco, so I mean, I Who, just went all night. I never understood that. Yeah, the whole shooting guns into the air. Who does that? Why? Why would you do that? Yeah, no, well, the, we, the bullet has to come right. down somewhere. Yeah, we just had fireworks. That's all we heard. Oh, Luckily, so I, no, I, 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 there was stuff on the news today about people shooting guns and someone getting grazed, and five people were killed in St. Louis the first hour of the new year. Yeah, yeah. But not Beautiful. by that kind no, of No, not, not by that kind of shooting. No, those, those shooting. were targeted murders, right? But yeah, it was just... I wonder what the uh, we're on pace for <laughs> for this year. I don't even want to know. Yeah. yeah. I think they said it was something like 336 last year and uh, start yeah. the year out with five. It's, a, it's a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Over but, but, uh, you guys want to know something worse than that that happened to me this week? <clears throat> I tied, Worse than a murder. I tied in a hockey game. <laughs> you kissed your sister. I basically, according according to half the world, that's exactly what I did. Um, played my high school's alumni hockey game, and uh, let me see what you guys think about this. So they they set it up. I mean, it was great. It was a really nice event. They did it right. Uh, you know, they rented out Centene, so you know we played on Blues Ice, which was fun and just a. It was a great time. But here's the issue. It was three periods, 15-minute stop clock. And what they did was, with the last period, they said, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to just put on the remaining time we have left in our rental. And so they threw on, like, 23 minutes, not stop clock. And my first reaction to that, I said this on the bench, well, I sure hope we don't tie because we're not going to get overtime now. And that's exactly what happened. Tied (laughs) 4-4. I was pretty pissed about that. <clears throat> well, that sucks. Yeah. So there you go. There are still ties in hockey, folks. People still uh, people still uh, do ties, huh? Well, we had no choice unless we wanted to, I guess, rent out the rink for another hour. Or that do an off-ice tiebreaker. We could have done that. kick one another in the nuts until one of them falls Rochambeau. down. Rochambeau. Rochambeau go. all day. <laughs> Play a game of quarters or something. We could have done that. Uh, that's a gen- why didn't I think of that? That's actually a good idea. We should have done that because you were angry. Played, that's why played tackle football in the parking lot. I don't want to do that. There was a lot of no, younger no, kids no, no, there. No, no. I'd get I get my ass kicked. <laughs> Most of the people there were like between graduating years of 2012 and 2017. Um, uh, did uh, did we want to talk about this replica uh, cup thing, Jeff? Do you, I mean, I know as much as you know about it, <laughs> so um, we can. Yeah, there's a okay. There's a. Uh, I'm pulling it up here right now. There is a. <clears throat> uh, you can you can buy these. They're uh, they're not cheap. They're like they're. I, I think if it's the same one, uh, five thousand dollars. You can buy a replica Stanley Cup, and uh, uh, well, you know, uh, a friend of our a friend of yours has acquired one. And uh, I can, I'm, I'll put up on screen here for a second here. Well, it's not anyone I know. It's um, from someone uh, you know Mr. who knows. It's from uh, STL Blues history. Somebody he knows. Okay. Well, I can't. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I can't put that up on screen the way it is. Mm. I'll we'll tweet it out. I guess is that cool? We do that. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a replica Stanley Cup. It's got all the signatures on it. Uh, all the uh, names on it from the past cup winners. Uh, and from what 
we hear you can't tell the difference. Did you see it, Jeff? I saw the pictures. I sent you the pictures. That's all I. Yeah, seen. yeah. Oh, you didn't see in person. Okay. Yeah. From so, and what you're told that you can you can't tell the difference between this, that and coming the, from the mouth of STL Blues history, which is right. somebody I think we all trust. Uh, he sure. says he saw it up close and could not tell a lick of a difference. That's crazy. Like it's that realistic, <laughs> which is amazing. I would love to get my hands on that. Because we have the one, I have the one behind Bill, and it's it's uh, two two and a half feet, something like that, or ish. So it's about a it's almost a foot shorter than the real cup, but uh, it. Those are nice, though. I like those. They are nice, but there's no there's no names on it. No. Um, and th- this thing is, uh, and and it's and it's plastic. It's, it's heavy, but it's plastic. And this thing is like metal, and you can't tell the difference. It's pretty sweet. But yeah, if you don't want, it's like five thousand dollars, I think. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about uh, getting this gentleman on the show, so uh, maybe maybe next week we'll have him on. And I know uh, STL Blues history uh, uh, it says it's a friend of his, and that means he's a friend of ours. <laughs> Any friend of yours is a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the official beers of episode number two hundred and thirty-two. Bill, Bill, go ahead. <clears throat> I the first beer of the new year. The first beer of the new year, <laughs> and. You know, it's like new morning, right? So, of course, I'm drinking a coffee stout. Founders. Espresso KBS. Hmm. It's not, are you sure it's not an espresso? I am goddamn <laughs> sure it's not espresso. <laughs> you wash your mouth out, young man. <laughs> you kiss your mom with that mouth? Uh, no, this is, uh, so obviously I've had no end of Founders Breakfast Stout and KBS is their annual hard to get varietal bourbon barrel aged coffee stout. Um, the espresso KBS takes it even higher. It's after the barrel aging, they, it's, uh, rested on what is, uh, a bed of espresso. So it it's aged on espresso beans after being removed from the barrels. Didn't didn't they say they were going to stop making that? Oh, the no. KBS? CBS. 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 CBS is done. CBS. Um and that that had the the nice maple sub sub textual hint flavors right. from the uh the maple syrup barrels. Um but no, this is uh aged on espresso and probably the this is the most coffee flavor of any beer, and it works so well. The coffee, chocolate, it's all here. I love it. The uh, I really like. There's not much of a like. What I found lately with barrel aged beers is they've become a little too dependent on the barrel for the flavor. This is yeah. This is definitely not barrel forward. This is coffee forward, and I love it. Uh, Jeff, what do you got? First of all, guys, uh, how about a little cheers to 2019 for Blues fans? That was, uh, yeah, let's do it. Uh, we're, Clang. We're, we're all in the same room here. Yeah. Clang. <laughs> Clang. Uh, hey. I really can't really hear that too well. Anyway, uh, mine is, um, I'm finishing up what may be my last purchase of the Mary Berry Ale for the season. We'll see if the stores still have it. Uh, I went to, for those interested, I know out here in South County, um, the Aldi off Lindbergh had Mary Berry Ale six-packs on sale. So um, go go buy those up if you are interested. That's what I did. 
So I'm drinking my last, well, one of my last Mary Berry ales. Drank a lot of them last night uh, from Schlafly. Just again, just uh, one of the best Christmas ales in the area. Um, and uh, Bill, you've you've had these now, right? Yeah. I know you said you hadn't for a while. Yeah, I I had a, actually um, had a couple at the tap room. Um, right before Christmas, so yeah, it's 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 good. But as I've said before, I I still prefer the previous. Um, it was a good one. Christmas, their Christmas sale. Yeah, I wish they from years past. I wish they would release both. Uh, that would be nice. Maybe maybe twenty twenty. Yeah. We'll see. But uh, it would be <clears> nice <throat> to have that one back too. But I like them both. They're both great. They're both good. They're both good. They're both favorites. Grape. Uh, mine tonight is a uh, a new a new one. <laughs> All kinds of Brian Regan references. No, a new one. No, a new one. Uh, peanut butter porter from Saugatuck Brewing Company, and Saugatuck is located in. It's got to be New York, uh, Michigan. Oh, Douglas, Michigan. Am I is Michigan? Right. Yeah. Yeah. M N yeah. is Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. Founders is Michigan. Yeah. M O is Minnesota. Uh, M O is, Min- is Missouri. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, so yeah, it's good. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of uh, peanut butter porters. Uh, uh, enjoyed the uh, horny goat peanut butter porter on the show a few times, um, and this uh, is may may best that. It's quite good. Classic porter, rich with the uh, delicious harmony of peanut butter. Open the tap on this flavorful for a silky smooth drinking experience. No spoons required. There you go. It's good. Try it out. You like a you like a peanut butter porter there, Jeff? Oh, of course, yes. I'll admit <laughs> Who for a while I I had one. I think it was I was really young, like well, young in terms of my drinking age. I think I was like twenty two, and uh, I had one. I remember just thinking, oh god, this is terrible. And then I made myself try it again about six years later, and I was like, "Whoa, what have I been missing?" I, I don't know what the first one was that I had, but I don't know. Maybe it just was one of those tastes, you know, the first time you have it that kind of takes you back. And ooh, I don't know about that, but man, now I can't get enough of them. It's good stuff. So uh, today in blues history, courtesy of the at SDO Blues History Tour account, January first, two thousand twenty. Um, the uh, let's see, January first, two thousand nineteen, just one year ago, it was announced that uh, St. Louis would host the NHL All Star Game in two thousand twenty. So it was a year ago today that was announced. So has that happened and yet? No, January twenty uh, fourth. No. By the way, yes. speaking of the all, I think twenty isn't twenty fourth the scales competition. Yeah, twenty fifth. Yeah, that 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 weekend. Twenty fifth the game. Yeah, that weekend. Yeah. By the way, uh, I want to mention that uh, Bill is wearing a very nice uh, All Star Game hoodie. There, I was going to say, yeah, very nice. Yeah, one of uh, one of my many nice Christmas gifts this year. Would you, you it's know, nice you didn't get to talk to Bill last week? What did you get, blues related or hockey related for Christmas besides the the sweater there, Bill? Um, <clears throat> so I got uh, I got the the book, which I had mentioned before. I knew I was getting um, history made. Um, I got uh, a replica banner and uh, a nice uh, um, picture, framed picture of them celebrating uh, like after the final whistle. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. I'm spending the rest of the week redecorating, rearranging my office mm-hmm. uh, to make it much more hockey centric. 
I have, I have, I've got so much stuff to my right. All this is like newspapers and yeah. and things I'm gonna frame and put up. Uh, I've got a rally towel there from Boston. Boston. Yeah, I got the one up there from St. Louis. I got some frame things over there. I got to put up, and I got I don't even I don't know where it's all gonna go. Yeah, my room is pretty packed the way it is. And yeah, I was you got kind yourself of a Pat Maroon bobblehead. Yeah, Pat Maroon bobblehead and the Darren Pang. Yeah. When I yeah. Uh, set this room up over the summer and started putting up all my memorabilia from the Blues win and just other things, I set it up saying, oh, it's great. I'm going to have it behind me for the show, and you'll be able to see all of it. But I didn't realize we were doing this setup that we have now, which is a great setup. It, it looks fantastic. But I don't really oh. get the chance to showcase my stuff <laughs> yeah. as much because my giant head is blocking it. I thought, I thought about that. You could always like be in the background. You could put the camera away from you so your head's not as big yeah, taking up the full frame. I might do that. I may even uh, see up, up here, right above my head here. Oh, man, I cannot. I would be terrible as a weatherman. <laughs> um, there's some space up here. I could probably move stuff up and get some stuff showing there, too. So I'll make it, always, it work. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, or I could gen- just take my head off camera and you could see the beautiful... St. Louis Post Dispatch picture there. Take a look, everybody. I love the I love the what a trip. That's that's a great. I love that 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 headline is such a such a trolling thing. Beautiful. I love, I love that it pissed off uh, uh, Portnoy so bad that he went and bitched about it on his channel. <laughs> He's a tool. He's such yes, a tool. He is. Uh, January first, nineteen ninety. Curtis Joseph received his first call up to the NHL by the Blues uh, from Peoria. Joseph's play allowed for the Blues to trade Greg Mellon and Tony Herkes to Quebec for Jeff Brown. That was significant. <laughs> Greg Mellon and the Herkes Circus for Jeff Brown. Yeah. Because of Joseph's play. So we ended up with Joseph and Jeff Brown in lieu of Mellon and Herkes. That's quite the trade-off. Not a bad trade-off. Quite yeah. the trade-off. Yeah. I feel Finally like Jeff a... Brown's one of those guys that just doesn't get the the lore that he deserves. Um, man, he had some unbelievable years in St. Louis. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he he's kind of, you know, he, he was the first really, really strong right-handed shooting defenseman the Blues had, but then he was quickly eclipsed by the Stevens signing the trade to Vancouver and McInnes coming in. And, and McInnes, and, and, and I don't think Brown got a lot of credit uh, league wide because of McInnes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. was, he. I mean, he was always. He, I mean, if you're talking about offensive defensemen, people are like, oh, McInnes. I mean, Jeff Brown was up there, but uh, you know, you're not going to duplicate McInnes's numbers. Every year, but. he was top three defenseman in points. He had what an 89 point season with the Blues. Is that right? Did he? Did he really? Uh, um, let me check. Go ahead and move on to the next one. Uh, let's see. Uh, that is it for today in Blues history. Well then, just vamp, vamp. Um, I love the headline. I'll, oh yeah, blues. Yeah, the headline of the paper when the blues uh, brought Joseph up. Blues bonus baby arrives with New Year because they signed him for a million dollars, and he yeah. was making triple figures for Peoria, and nobody else, and everybody else was in double figures yeah. at the time. Yep, signed him straight out of college. Yep. All right, uh, 92, 93, 78 points. I was a little okay. off. Yeah, they uh, the Blues outbid like seven or eight teams for him. Yep. Back in the days when uh, 
that was more of a thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, yeah. the last one, I, I guess, um, to Jimmy VC. And he's like he's shunned multiple teams now and not Buffalo done now, a whole lot right? with his career. Yeah, he's in Buffalo and he he had a chance to play in Boston uh, after leaving the Rangers last year because he was I think he was uh, originally like the Predators and they said no or he no, said no to was, them. Didn't he? Yeah, he pulled that crap where you the draft eligible thing you don't sign for what is it three years? Then your senior yeah. year in college you're allowed to sign anywhere. Yep. Um, yeah, and who was the kid that did that in Minnesota? And he turned out to be nothing. And like mm. Zach Parisi even like came out and said, "Yeah, we don't want him on our team if he doesn't want to be here." And the dude turned out to just be nothing. I think he might still be in the league, but he's like a seventh defenseman somewhere. Mike Riley. That sounds right. Mm. Yeah, Mike mm. Riley. Wow, look at you. Yeah, Montreal. Wow. Oh well, of course you would know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this came out today. Um. <clears throat> Bennington challenges Bieber to a breakaway competition. Did you see this, Bill? Jeff, yeah. you guys no. see this? <laughs> um, I, I think it was, I don't know if it was Art Lippo or, or somebody on Twitter said the, I don't like Bieber or his, or his music or anything about him, but part of me really wants to see how this plays out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of in that boat. I'm like, I saw, I heard it. And I'm like, what is, oh, come on. It's a circus sideshow. I'm like, all right, I kind of want to see it, <laughs> just to see yep. what happens. So yeah, it's that's, uh, uh, it. It comes out after uh, Bieber had posted on Instagram a bunch of videos of him playing hockey. Which I mean, he's Canadian, you know, so of he course can play he, a little bit. He grew up on skates. Um, you know, we everyone saw the picture of him getting slammed to the boards by Pronger a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, the so, LA All Star Game. Yeah, so knowing that, knowing all this, like we knew he was a hockey player, and yeah, having. God, Bennington is just everything he does. It's just so much fun to to witness yeah. more and more of his personality. The, the Christmas uh, thing is, video that came out when he was with the Wolves. You guys see that? Yeah, that was fantastic. This, everything about him is just—he's got a, such a good personality for a starting goalie in the NHL. Yeah, he's the anti-starting goalie. <laughs> he really he is. is. Uh, the thing is, Bennington said ten breakaways, me versus you. Um, you score on me, I'll dye my hair platinum blonde. That'd be so awesome. So that's see. God. He, I hope he takes him up on it. That's the standing. But why wouldn't he? Uh, why wouldn't Bieber take it? I mean, unless he's busy. That day. I think this is funny too because it comes a day after. I don't know if you guys heard the the slight chatter between uh, Kelly and Pang in last night's game against Arizona. They were talking about who's going to play Bennington in the movie about the 2019 Blues. Yes. And the first thing Pang said was Justin Bieber. I was like, "What?" <laughs> that was I, a I, weird I, one. I'll, that I was a was weird. Like, yeah, I didn't I get that one that. at all. I'm like, ah, Bieber. Like, oh, no. It's got to be a taller guy anyway. Yeah, it's, a yeah. Baby, he's like what, like five seven, five eight. I, maybe it was. Maybe it was a, like the worst choice. That's why he said that. To be funny, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, Darren Pang always making jokes. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, Bennington's comment was posted on a series of videos uh, Bieber published, which you mentioned on Instagram uh, last weekend. So, um, yeah, I hope that happens. Just, just, just for the circus show that it is. Dude, just put it, put it, uh, have it be like a practice, you know, before the the All Star game, and fucking televise it. Why not? People would love to I see bet, that. You know what? They could record that and they could play it in between periods of one of the games. You know, it's like a, like a like a side a segment. 
the NHL loves to push. I mean, they they send me those push notifications of watch Matthew Perry cheer on the Kings, and it's like right. yeah. I don't <laughs> care. This is something that if it happened, I would actually care about. So with everyone doing the uh, their end of decades list with uh, the. 2019 coming to an end yesterday. Um, everyone's doing the Blues top 10 moments of the decade and all this stuff. So uh, and they all they're all pretty much the same, uh, or more or less. So Only we're going to some moment mattered. Yeah, right. I mean, there's there's <laughs> there, there's the the handful of the, everyone's got the same half dozen huge goals. Uh, most of them from last year's playoffs and Brower while well, falling down and swinging and missing. Yes, Brower's goal, the third attempt. Tarasenko's goal against the Hawks, maybe. Um, but yeah, it's, it's and there's they're all. Over, there's a quite a bit of overlap, so we went to something a little bit different. Uh, so we've got the our top unsung moments of the decade. Um, so these are these are moments that that you might not think of uh, in terms of being. Uh, you wouldn't have. Oh my gosh, I didn't I didn't realize that's why that happened, or that's how what happened, or or something. You know, think of. Oh yeah, that's right, because it doesn't get that much play. So uh, we got a number of them here. Uh, 2010, in 2010, uh, the Blues traded Eric Brewer to Tampa Bay for Brock Bukaboom and a, I love that name, Brock Bukaboom, and a third round draft pick. Uh, that pick was used to select Jordan Bennington. This is, uh, let's see, 2010, 2011 season trade occurred in 2011. So yeah, that, that's, that's a, that was a, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Well, I remember that was, that was part of them clearing house. You got rid of Eric Brewer. Then right after that was the Johnson and Stewart trade. So that was Armstrong really kind of stepping in and saying, I'm remodeling this team to be something different than what we've seen the last five years. And I'm pretty sure everyone in St. Louis was on board with the Brewer trade. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It, and who like knew was, that it would turn into be what it was? Right. Saying before the show how, you know, we were finally able to get rid of that but he's great in the locker room bullshit that they've been <laughs> ramming down our throats. Anybody who's not very good for years, right? Gets the oh, he's good in the locker room. Good, good, good team guy. Yeah, I, you know, I, I get it. Okay, that's what fine. My friends say about me, and it makes me sad. That that doesn't blow a fan's skirt up. No. <laughs> what what does a fan care if a guy is good in the locker room if he if he can't play for the shit? Yeah. Uh, 2011, the firing of Davis Payne. Which in turn led to the immediate hiring of Ken Hitchcock, who won the second most games in team history, had the best winning percentage in all coaches too, and uh, we talked about this the other day, uh, yesterday I guess, or today, yesterday, today. It was yesterday, um, I think. Yeah. Um, that I, I, I thought when you mentioned this, Jeff, I was like that, that was that was kind of a turning point for the. I mean, yeah, from from being an organization that was uh, good uh, ish, uh, you know, and then to kind of getting like, there taking it to the next level as far as like at least regular season success i mean they just they tore it up well because yeah. how many uh how many times did we mention with the old guard with the davis Payne teams and with the uh, oshi and berglund and all those guys saying okay they're good but when are they going to move to the next level when are we going to start seeing playoffs when are we going to start seeing uh second round appearances let alone a win in the first round i mean there just wasn't any of that with this franchise uh, since 2002, which we're going to get to in a minute. But Ken Hitchcock, love him or hate him, um, he made this team play a style that that really fit, and it brought this team back into the playoffs, made them a perennial 
playoff team. And um, they were a, a cup pick for a couple years before they won it there. And many of those years was when Ken Hitchcock was in charge. So it was it was a big moment, I think, for the franchise to go get that Stanley Cup winning goaltender, or sorry, Stanley Cup winning coach and uh, make the philosophy change of, hey, you guys, if you don't work for this guy, you're not going to work for anyone. Because you think about it, they don't bring in a guy and they don't turn it around that season. There was probably going to be another overhaul coming for that franchise, for this entire franchise. So that basically prevented a giant overhaul. And um, and obviously, eight years later, led to indirectly led to a Stanley Cup. Uh, the Blues reached the 100-point mark uh, in four of his first five seasons as coach, and they had 60 points in a lockout shortened season, too, which would have put them over 100 points if the season went the full way. So, uh, yeah, that was a, that's a good one. Uh, 2012, uh, Niemi, uh, uh, Niemi misplays a uh, ante or anti Niemi. Yeah. <laughs> misplays a point shot by Scott Nickel. Scott Nickel for the Blues. Uh Forgot that he played for the Blues. <laughs> a uh, great season. Yeah, which allowed for Langenbrunner's tying goal on the rebound late in Game 5 to tie the Sharks in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Perron scored less than a minute later, and the Blues won that series. Uh, that was their first series the Blues had won since 2002, so it had been 10 years. Uh, and it was a long time coming. So that, that whole series uh, kind of started just with a shot point from Scott Nickel. Uh, innocent enough. And Niemi uh, botched it. He went to glove it and went off the cuff of his of his trapper, and it uh, uh, squirted out the other side. And uh, Langenbrunner uh, chipped it in, and that was the he started that comeback, which won the series for the Blues. So I, I, uh, I remember the pundits picking the Blues because the Kings had just upset the uh, the Canucks in the first round, and Blues and there was all yeah. the pundits in the NHL saying, "Oh, this is a Ken Hitchcock team. They're going to roll over the Kings." Yeah, not so much. No, Kings is only sweet for that playoff. Didn't happen. <laughs> but it was nice to see him get a, a, a finally get another playoff win for those well, ten years of mediocrity we saw from the Blues. That that uh, that that triggered the, the 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 comeback in that game, and and that was the first series win they had in ten years. So I mean, it was a big yeah. deal. Uh, 2013, Alexander Steen's uh, irresponsible pinch. I think people talk <laughs> about his. Uh, People talk about his goal uh, when he, he stole the puck from Quick behind the goal in uh, overtime during when the Blues are shorthanded. Um, here's the deal. Uh, Steen should not have been back there. No, he's, no. he's killing a penalty, and uh, the Blues had dumped it down, gotten out a couple times and dumped it down just the, the series before. And Quick went out behind the goal, stopped behind the goal, and did the same thing. And, but this time, the second time, Steen pushed, and uh, he... <laughs> he was he if, and if they move the puck up the ice he's caught up ice and the blues are in trouble so that was a huge gamble and uh so his his irresponsible play <laughs> uh ended up paying off so don't do yeah, that kids I, I was gonna say i remember my my high school coach always telling the forwards on the penalty kill you don't go beyond the hash marks um for your uh the, the opposing team so if you're wanting to have one person go up and forecheck a little bit to force them out from behind their net, nobody goes beyond the hash marks. And I think a lot of coaches stress that. So, yeah, seeing Alexander Steen do that, I'm sure Hitchcock was kind of like, whoa, whoa, oh, never mind. Okay, wait, it worked out. To me, this was my top three favorite goals, I think, by the Blues ever, it's top up three there or four. For me too. Oh, it's yeah. it's huge. So, I, and this, you know, it was, yeah. 
I, gave us belief we could beat the uh, the Kings too. Yeah, <laughs> it it was it's it's one of those moments for me that I will always remember where I was when it happened, and mm-hmm. yeah, just yeah, you know. It was, it was playing playing poker at a buddy's house in St. Charles in his garage, and like everybody jumped up from the table and just started running around like crazy. <laughs> That's the way you do it. Yeah. It's a, a big goal like that, and over time you just jump up and run around. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I did that when Maroon scored yeah. against Dallas. I just, I just, I was already standing. <laughs> I just jumped and I bolted down the hall. <laughs> I'm just yelling. Um, 2014. Uh, the bad hand pass call with less than a minute remaining in game two of the first uh, round matchup between the Blues and the Hawks. Um, uh, this is interesting. I, I don't think, I mean, I I was watching a video of this goal. I was looking for like uh, just old moments and stuff to kind of see okay, what can we use for the show when I saw this. And uh, that that before that goal was scored, um, so the huge goal by Tarasenko um, in the... Uh, uh, that series, Saboka gloves the puck down in the offensive zone. Uh, and then seven or eight seconds uh, uh, goes by. The Blackhawks don't touch the puck. They want, they, they're standing on the puck. They won't touch it. The Blues don't want to touch it. And clock's just ticking off. And then Saboka comes around, and he's around the puck. And I think he forgot he touched it. And then and then he touched it, and they blew, they blew the play dead. I mean, if you, I mean, if you know how hockey works, if, if you glove the puck down, you're allowed to touch it again with, with your stick. Anybody else on the, on your team touches it, the, the whistle gets blown, the play's dead. Um, the play should have kept going. Before Tarasenko's goal, the play should have kept going. So they blew the play dead, face-off outside the zone, Blues won the face-off, uh, uh, and they, they brought the puck in, and then they set up, and the play never stopped again until Tarasenko scored with 6.4 to go, something like that. So that, that, was, that was a big deal. That, if that, if that, that hand pass gets called the way it should have been called, Tarasenko's goal might never happen. Because the whole Here's series, the whole the whole sequence changes after that. There's no face Here's off fun thing right there. To think about anything. Uh, you're down by a goal and uh, to tie the game with six point four seconds left. Vladimir Saboka was on the ice. Think was about really? that. Oh yeah, yeah. it was really. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he could have he could have went off for a line change yeah. at some point, but, but he uh, was yeah. still out there with under ten seconds left. Was he? Uh, he okay. Well, he had to be. No, no. He, well, he gloved the puck down and the play stopped. It shouldn't have. You know what I mean? He okay. It was last about, minute then. It was about, about yeah, last minute. It was about fifty seconds to go when he gloved the puck, and then they they eight seconds ticks off, and then they touch it, and then it blows. The play's blown dead. I don't but think that, he was on for the. It just, well, again, of course it makes he was me... out there. He was a clutch player. Why <laughs> did think Buffalo would trade him for Ryan O'Reilly? Well, they won the trade. Yeah, yeah. they won the trade, Bill. Of course right. they did. <laughs> uh, no, that uh, that that just goes to show me again. I've said this before. Twenty fourteen at the time, so many people. And probably some of us were saying the Blues have a good chance of winning the Cup. Again, you go back and look at that roster, it's not as impressive as I think we thought was at the time. Hindsight's twenty twenty, though. Yeah. And, again, that goal, at the, at, I mean, top three, four goals for me uh, ever. Uh, that just of the, the, and, and we, lost that, uh, we uh, uh, lost that series. But that game, I mean, that, was, that was game two. And we were up one game to nothing, and we score with six point four to go, and to tie it, and then we won in overtime. And it's like we're up two Gaffin nothing. Holy shit! In overtime, right? Mm, was it? Yeah, the one that trickled through. Was that his? I think that, that was that Jackman. One? Yeah, it might have been that. It might have been that goal. Yeah, I think it was. Had to be. Had to be. Because they lost the next four. <laughs> mm. I think. 
Um, 2016, uh, Seabrook's uh, Game 7 double post behind Elliott. Had that shot gone in, the Hawks tie the game, and who knows who wins that series. Yeah. Yeah, that's up until that point. That's the goal that goes in every time against the Blues. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Late in the game, team's down by one. They're pressing. They always found a way to do it. I mean, how many times? I mean, just think. Like, I I have visions of Pavel Datsuk and Henrik Zetterberg burned in my brain. How many times they hooked up those late in the in the previous decade, mm-hmm. right? And it, it just this this was this was when it really felt like the things had changed for the better, and we got the bounce that we needed. Yep. That and that and again that that game was so massive at the time. I just I I couldn't. I, that that was one of the at the time top couple moments for me. Uh, favorite oh, yeah. games. I, I mean, still just, is uh, favorite series, you know, the biggest moments, uh, God, it was just, yeah. And, and that double post that goes in, that's tie game and it's late in that game and who knows. Um, and keep in mind too, this was after the blues had a three, one series lead. And so then game seven, right. Didn't they have a three, one series lead. They did. I then they so. lost the yep. next two and it was, yep. here we go again. And then that yep. happens. And it's like Bill said, every blues fan, well, if that's any other year, that puck's going in the net, you know, every time. Uh, 2018, Tom Wilson's headshot on Sunquist before the <laughs> in the preseason. This Let's is, praise Tom Wilson. I love that guy. Well, I mean, this has been talked about a little bit. Um, if if that doesn't happen, uh, Sunquist was they said was on his way down. He was not going to make the team, uh, and because of the headshot, he was an injury. He was put on IR, and he was able to stay up. And then when he came off IR, he had a spot on the team. I forgot what happened, but uh, they put him in the lineup, and uh, he hasn't left since. So not not really. I don't think has he? He was sent down at all. At, uh... Sunk us? Yeah. No, no. No. Okay. Yeah. No, he's he's been up ever since. Okay. Yeah. So that, no, it, it, wait. I I want to say, didn't he start the year in uh, in San Antonio after the injury and then came back? I didn't think he did. I thought that was the whole point behind. Right, they, him. they kept him on they the kept, roster. They were able to keep him on the roster because of the IR status, and I don't think he started in San Antonio. I thought he started here. If he did, we can, you know. But I'm I, looking. I thought, yeah, uh, yeah, 2017, 2018, six games in. Uh, no, that was the next year, right? Seventeen, eighteen. That was the year prior. This okay, is 2018, so. prior to the eighteen, nineteen season. Eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, he did not play any games for San Antonio that year, so okay. maybe not. Yeah, so he was on IR, and that's yeah, that, and that's why he was on IR. They said he was going down, uh, being sent back. But uh, funny how that worked out in our favor. Uh, Winnipeg's Kevin Hayes prevents his own shot from going in. Last playoffs, round one. Um, yeah, what game was that? Uh, it was game. So had to be game two. Yeah, because he shot the puck, and then he was getting uh, was battling for position with some. He his, his little shot towards the net. His yeah. his blade came back and knocked knocked yeah, the puck. Yeah, somebody somebody put leverage on top of his stick, forced it down, and as he's trying to break free of it, yeah, swings back the other way and knocks, <laughs> and knocks out. It. Yeah, yeah, we got we got the reminder of that with uh, last weekend with. Um, uh, Nikolai Ehlers 
Oh yeah, stopping stopping one going in mm-hmm. as well. That was uh, beautiful. Just the Jets, just you know, they need can't all the help they can way. get. And, yeah, kids <laughs> stay out of their own way. It's uh, and it's so interesting how how things happen that way and how uh, you never know what's going to happen if a goal goes in like a, a big goal like uh, hell Cagliano uh, the next one yeah uh, our next one on the list Cagliano misses the gaping net at thirteen fifty four the first overtime in game seven of round two I mean what nine times out of ten that puck goes in I mean, he's got that goal yeah right and it, I mean, it Jesus. just it bounced over his stick and yeah it just went fluttered just, wide it just grazed the outside of the net yeah and it's like got those. Kirk gave us the screenshot here, and, and you look at that, and it's that's a goal nine times out of ten. Yeah, yeah. That's and crazy. I, I was shocked. Like whenever you went back and watched just game recaps for that series, they don't talk about uh, it. They don't show no, it. They don't. It's I, insane. I, I watched like three recaps to try and get video of it, and they don't show it. I'm like that. That is. Well, it's they show the Ben why. one. They show the Ben. They show yeah. the Ben wraparound that that was almost over the line, but. That yeah, Bennington made the save. Right, but this, hey. this, the, but Bennington made that save. Right. I mean, this if, one he had no prayer. Yeah, he really didn't. I mean, he, he did lift the puck up, and it. I mean, he just missed the goal. He's got. You guys know. He's, you guys know why they don't show it, right? No. Andrew Cogliano's mother is the one in charge of the replays uh, put out by the NHL. So that's why. What? <laughs> you what? didn't know that? I t- yeah, it's, I didn't know it's that. Andrew Cogliano's mother. She's in charge of it, so she didn't want her son to. I have to go through that embarrassment again. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> uh, I would say I would have believed you, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, you probably shouldn't believe me. Um, but uh, that's good though. Good try. I, good effort. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, no, I uh, I want to add. You just mentioned the Jamie Ben. We don't have that on the list here, but yeah. Jamie Ben missing missing not missing, but coming oh so close to ending the series. And the Blues going out in the second round. I mean, how, again, obviously, things are way different if the Blues don't go to the and win the Stanley Cup. But how different of the offseason would the Blues have had if that happens? Completely different. I know. And that was, and that was very, very close. But Bennington made the save. And I, that's, uh, yeah, I, I, and, that, and that's talked about a lot, uh, that wraparound not going in. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, Bennington's pad. Like was entirely behind the goal line. There was just enough of it to keep the puck from uh, crossing the goal line, and the puck and, was like three quarters of the way across the line. Yeah, it was crazy. Because I I still remember Eddie Olchek, like because Olchek's calling that. And he's like, oh, that one that was close. And when I saw it at real time, I'm like, no, it wasn't. I mean, he, I mean, it was close, but it wasn't that close. And, and you see the replay, you're like, oh my god, that's really close. I got scared. Yeah, I, did I really too. did. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Let's uh, uh, let's get in some of our YouTube chatters here. We've had some people commenting here. Um, Tom Davis says we were starving in 2014. That was a crushing disappointment. Talking about the uh, the series loss to the Blackhawks. Uh, then talking about the 2016 series, crappy goalie says. Is set in motion the Blackhawks decline. So satisfying. That's true. Yes. Uh, we've got uh, Curdy Wright here. Says, uh, hey, guys, I have a few questions, but I'm new here. So, Curdy Wright, thanks for joining us. Long-time uh, caller, first-time listener. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he's, he's got a couple questions that we're saying here, but um, we'll get to those. Don't worry, Kurt. Um, yeah. yeah, like Tom says, go ahead and ask them. They'll get to them. We will. 
Uh, Cat Church says Sonny is an artist. Uh, his favorite thing to draw is penalties. Um, <laughs> yep. And then, uh, yeah, we'll. <laughs> Tom Davis, I guess, uh, with answering questions, says wait till the beers kick in. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> no whiskey tonight, Tom. Not, not no. like two weeks ago. Who are the with a pretty rights? I'm I'm gonna guess that's not his name. That sounds know, like pretty rights. A pretty sweet name. It is a pretty sweet name, but uh, sounds like it was made just uh, to talk on this show. You think? I think so. Huh. Uh, who are the least likable blues pages on Twitter? Hmm. These guys, and then he says these guys probably won't even answer. Is no biggie. Um, I don't know, least likable blues pages on Twitter. Um, <coughs> where's Crest? Can we still say Crest? <laughs> <laughs> Crest. Yeah, that's up there. That guy was great. <coughs> I, I think I think Curdy Wright's fishing for an answer myself. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. me too. But uh, no, yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he I don't think he's fooling anybody. That J Ponder ninety four guy's pretty fucking stupid. Isn't he though? So I don't I wouldn't follow him. Yeah. Always making comments I mean, and stuff. He's attractive, so it's worth it for that. But other than that, I, I wouldn't take a word he says. I always forget the the name of the one the the account that really annoys me. Uh, I forget. You know, they're so irrelevant. I can't remember the names. <laughs> anyway, um, oh, Blues Buzz. That's right, Blues Buzz. That's funny. <laughs> All right, um, back uh, back to the fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one we got here is uh, Marshan's uh, stupid line change in Game Seven of the final, um, which you know that that one's not really uh, as unsung as the others because it's been talked about a lot. Um, but uh, it did have a huge part in Petrangelo being left all alone to come in uncontested without a guy on his back, so uh, and score that goal. It was a huge goal to up to nothing. Huge. Yeah, it it got so much play at the time. You know, yeah, you know, it, but in the the grand scheme of things, yeah, it, it's absolutely a huge, huge part that you know because of what happened forty minutes later that most of us, you know, just it's a side note in history. But um, as I was falling asleep last night, I put on the game recap for Game Seven because nice. I want to fall asleep happy. Um, yeah. And I did, I did the three wise men thing last night with the three shots of whiskey right before bed. So, <laughs> yeah, it, nice, good call. You I, went right to sleep. I slept mm-hmm. well, but uh, they had um, on the recap that I watched. They had Don Cherry just completely tearing Marshan apart for making that line change. Like, who makes a line change with seven seconds to go in the period? <laughs> And who's going to let their guy, you know, just blow by you and not take a stride? All he has to do well, is take three strides and cuts off that angle. Think about that <laughs> game when, if this game, if that game goes in one nothing at first intermission, that's a completely different second period. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I mean, that completely changed the complexion of the game. I mean, that I we've said this on the show. I think you all agree. When that goal went in, yes, it was still in the first period, but that was the first moment, I think, where all of St. Louis said, oh, my God, it's actually going to happen. This might actually happen. I was actually laughing because we were outplayed badly in the first period. So bad. I mean, it was was the Bennington show. It should have been been 3-0 Boston. 
and it was, I mean, it was, and it was two nothing us. I, I, and I, I'm like, this is, uh, I, I, I couldn't, I didn't have words for it. It was just, it, you get outplayed you. And then that, that late goal, not just to be up two nothing when you're outplayed, but to get the late goal. So that's, that's all they're thinking about going into the locker room. Boston was that late goal. It was late goals in a period that they, I mean, devastating to a team, especially in that situation. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Thank you, Brad Marchand. Your tears made me happy. <laughs> uh, Tom like Davis echoes, echoes what he said. I think, I think he was saying, yeah, we might win. That's what he put. Yeah, that's that was the – I mean, I literally yelled that. When that puck went in the net, I grabbed my wife, I, I picked her up, and I said, oh, my God, we might actually win. Like, it was, it was a crazy moment. Uh, so, um, the all-star, uh, players that made the, uh, made the team that they're, have been announced and Perron was left off. So, uh, uh, Petrangelo, Bennington and O'Reilly, uh, made it for the blues. Um, but, uh, and there's a last men in thing that the NHL does. So you can vote in, um, is it four more players, right? Yeah. One from each, one division. from each division. So you can vote four more players in, and Perron's on the list of those to be voted in, rightfully so. Um, so uh, you can do that now at NHL.com slash vote, and you can vote up to 10 times per day through January 10th. Um, and it's quite easy to do. You go in, you pick four players. Um, hopefully Perron's one of them, uh, and you you hit submit, and you do, and it says, do you want to submit the same players again? Yes, submit, and you just hit submit 10 times. It's, submit, it's very easy. So go out and do that <clears throat> if you can. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm shocked, honestly, he did not make it. I mean, I get that he's not the name of some of these guys, but who is more deserving on this roster uh, other than maybe Petrangelo? Uh, just a, and, and this the, is, that's what this tournament is, this All-Star game. It is overtime hockey. Who is Mr. Overtime this year? David Perron. Right. It, it fits his style of play perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um. And I guess I get it to some degree because it's three on three. You know, you got it's. I mean, so. But whatever. We'll we'll uh, we'll do what we can to get him in the in the uh, All Star game. I'm hoping uh, he, that even if he doesn't get in last man in, that if there is an injury, that he's hopefully on the first replacement option. Like some people are already saying, if there's an injury, David Perron gets in because he's had an unbelievable year and he deserves it. So, out of curiosity, who did y'all vote for besides David Perron? Um, oh, can I not? Let me see if I can. I voted. I can't I voted, remember. I voted for Oshi. Ah, who else did I vote for? Uh, Oshi Perron. Uh, shoot. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Let me log out of my... again. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, all I'm getting is. Sorry, you've reached your ten ballot limit yeah, I know. for today. Uh-huh. All right, hang I, on. Yeah, I got so mine here. Got Damn it. All right, so I've got uh hmm. let's see. I went JG Peugeot. Uh just because I think he's had a really good year. Um Oshi, Peron, and who was the last one? Oh, Clayton Keller, St. Louis boy. Yep. Uh, that'd be a good one. Okay. I went. I went. Keller Oshi. Um, uh, I think I went Tavo Teravainen. Um, and 
who uh, I definitely did not go with um, Max Domi because even though he's Canadian, I can't stand him. Um, <laughs> and then, so what? What division am I missing? I'm missing the the Metro, right? Mm. Yeah. You got uh, Tarvina and Foligno. Uh, Hersher, Nelson, Zinabad, Giroux, Latang, Oshi. Uh, no, so it's the Atlantic that I'm missing. And you got uh, Bergeron, Dolan, Larkin, Barkov, Domi, Peugeot, Stamkos, Marner. I did Barkov. I did Barkov, Oshi, Peron, and Pacioretty. Those are mine. Okay. And, yeah, I mean, uh, Keller, maybe. I, I don't know. I feel like he's. Everyone on that list is deserving, except for, man, I gotta say, I, I get the name recognition, but Jamie Ben and Jonathan Taves, that was, bad kind of shockers to see on there. <clears throat> like, really, they, they haven't had that great of a year. You ben, Ben's a minus player, other, and he's got twenty points. Come on, you. I mean, uh, you could have picked another player from the stars minus. that would have been more deserving. It tases my. I I did. I didn't even. I guess I overlooked Keller. I, that'd be and not not that he's having statistically you know a great season. It's just eh, it'd be it'd nice be to have. To I mean, he's, he's nice from St. Louis Did did you guys hear Matthew Goodchucks talk about how excited he is to to play in front of his home fans? I mean, it'd be cool to see Clayton Keller do the same thing. Wait yeah. a second. Wait a second. Are you telling me that Kachuk got in and Dowdy didn't? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I mean, uh, I would love to see them play on the same team. <laughs> according to Dowdy, uh, Kachuk is not as good as he is. Granted, they play a different position, but still, Dowdy's such a Dowdy's such a it's full of. It's I'd love to shit. see them play on the same team, and it Dow- really Dowdy, makes you wonder if, if Dowdy would actually pass to Kachuk. <laughs> it's almost almost like a he's a, a childhood keyboard warrior, stupid stuff going on with Dowdy and. Uh, I don't. I don't get that at all. It's just, 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 just shut up and play. Oh my God, it's just baby uh, stuff. Compliment here from John Buring for you. Uh, Kurt says college hockey epic hat. That is a that is a good hat. Thank you. Uh, I and enjoyed. Curdy Wright says I like all the hockey players though they are good. Um, um, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm a little confused by that comment. He just wants to see Oshi back too. Which okay. I, I, that's why I mean I, I voted for Oshi. That's just, I mean I, I, just yeah. because I want to see him back in. Yeah, and, that, yeah and that'd be he, fun. He showed love for the Blues last year, um, yep. saying that he was rooting for him in the playoffs. And look at the numbers; he's had a great season for for Washington, so he's deserving as well. He's a and he's a good player. He's a mm-hmm. uh, it's just fun to watch. I mean, his goal against uh, who was it? Boston. Was it the that he splits the D and then uh, goes top shelf? Was on Rask? Was that Boston? Ooh, that I think it was Boston. Right. Somebody was Boston. in yellow. It was Boston or Pittsburgh? I think it was Boston. Okay. I think. Yeah, I was. I mean, that, what, whoever. I mean, it was. That was Cleveland a Cleveland Highlight game. real goal might be the goal of the year. One of them. Hmm. Um. So yeah, do that. Uh, get Perron in. Uh, yeah, the winter make sure classic, because as you said, he he wants to be there too. He so. does. He and he said in Twitter, he goes, "Of course, it would be an honor." When asked if he wanted to actually play or have time off, which what players going to? I mean, besides from Ovechkin and a few others, uh, they just said they don't want to play. He goes, and it, he's never played in one before. 
I said, of course it would be an honor. Nothing more I would want than being in front of Blues fans for this event and uh, to bring my kids with me. Thanks. So, sure. Uh, uh, Ryan when, McDowell wants to know where he can get that hat. I got mine online. I think it was... Um, Doesn't he have an online it's, store? Yeah, BucciOTChallenge.com. He, he does, and you can get different colors and stuff. I, uh, and I, I don't think I got... I think I got mine on eBay. From a resale, reseller on eBay, something like that. But yeah, you, I butcher got you. If you look for uh, a butcher grass, what is it? Overtime, overtime challenge. Over, yeah, overtime challenge, right? But what's the website? The URL? I, I, I thought it, it was uh, butcherotchallenge.com, but I'm sure if you go to his Twitter profile, it's, it's in there. there. I don't think maybe it's butcherot challenge. I don't think it is. I've not seen it come up. I haven't seen it no, in it's a while. Not playoff um, night. Butcher yeah, well, Gross, but Overtime Challenge, College. Uh, Bill, there's also questions about your hat. <laughs> More oh, beer. Bill's gone. Bill, uh, Butchie, there's questions Butchie about your hat, buddy. Oh, my my hat? Butchie O-T. That's what, it's B-U-C-C-I-O-T. Uh, actually, dot myshopify.com. Oh, he didn't even buy the full web address. Well, he—I mean, Not he's got a—I mean, he might. It may be a redirect, but he's uh Yeah, it's b o b u c c i o t dot myshopify dot com. I am posting it in the YouTube chat as we speak. Yeah. <clears throat> also, bar uh, gobardown dot com has them for sale too. There you go. Uh, the Winter Classic was today at the Cotton Bowl in Texas. Dallas beat the Predators 4-2. to Nashville blew a 2-0 lead in the game, which, you know, was fun to see. Uh, Corey Perry <laughs> dished out an elbow to Ryan Ellis uh, just a couple minutes into the game. Um, I think it was uh, Perry's first shift, even. <laughs> yeah, um, it was. I, I, so. Um, he was ejected? He was ejected. Uh, first ejection in a winter classic, did, Corey did Perry. You guys <laughs> not surprised. Like it, took, it took way too long for them to review that. Like they spent a good while reviewing that before ejecting him. And I get they want to get it right, but it's like very first play. I mean, again, I know it's Corey Perry, so our first thought is, well, yeah, that's dirty. But my God, it took him forever. I'm like, watching that in real time, I know he needs to be gone. Good lord. Yeah, I didn't turn the game on until later in the first period, so I didn't see it live. But I saw the replays, plenty of them. Yeah, they they reviewed it for a while, and I'm like, come on, this is an obvious. Like, let him go, get him out of here. Yep, ejected him. He had to take the very very long walk of shame, and uh, he's been hilarious. summoned for a hearing tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Ryan Ellis did not play the rest of the game either, and uh, that's a huge loss for Nashville. It is. Must have been a hell of an elbow to get through that beard. Although, I mean, and that, and was I it last year? It. Was it last year, Jeff, when uh, Ellis was hurt for man half the season? It seemed like. Uh, yeah. Like Nashville played really well without him. Yeah, but they did lose a what is what is he considered in my book a depth defenseman in PK Subban? They did have him last year as well. Yeah. But, um, True. But still. True. Yeah, their uh, their defensive depth is uh, is very lacking this year. It's very apparent. Yeah, yeah, it's um no, and and I will say like I know that we like to hate on Nashville here, but how bad does that suck for Ryan Ellis? Not only did he get hurt, but you literally played 
one to two shifts of the Winter Classic, something I'm sure the Predators were actually looking forward to because they've never done one before. So that that kind of sucks. Yep. And what is it? It wasn't Eddie Olchek that said, you got to feel bad for Perry here. Really? You do? Why uh, do you feel bad for Perry? <sighs> I guess dick. he meant in the sense where where that he's his first shift, he gets kicked out. <laughs> yeah, but he don't do you know what? Something. Okay. Stop breaking the law, asshole. Here, here okay. So <laughs> let's talk about this. Because um, I don't care to talk about much of anything else with the game. But uh I I don't I don't think he did it on purpose. I, I don't think it was a I, I don't think he meant to elbow him in the head. I, I based on I mean unless he's just a really good actor and quick to react that way right after the fact um, I just don't see him elbowing a guy in the head on purpose his first shift into a winter classic game I just I, that that doesn't compute for me uh, I think I mean absolutely absolutely a penalty and, and kick him out that's fine but uh, I don't I don't I don't see him getting suspended would you do, do you think he'll get suspended like any length of time for this yes you do? Yeah. I do. I think he gets at least one game. <sighs> They're going to take oh, yeah. into account that he basically lost this entire game, so I think they'll give him one more. I don't. I think I think they're going to treat the Winter Classic like a <clears throat> playoff game, and since uh, suspensions are cut in half in the playoffs, I think if they think he deserves any suspension time, they'll deem the – Winter Classic game is essentially two regular season games, and I don't know. I I feel like it's it's. Um, I don't think he's. I, I don't think I don't think he deserves suspension at all. But that's I, I I feel like they're going to look at this the opposite way. The fact that it was nationally televised, the first game on on KSDK or well, NBC of the year, and that's how you're going to lead off. I mean, we all know that the NHL is trying to get rid of this stuff, so. Corey Perry's not the all-star player he was once, so I could see them using him as an example. Was it an in-person hearing he's having? Um, no, it's just just a hearing. They didn't say phone or uh, could it, could just be a fine too. Then yeah, I know if it's just a phone, it <clears throat> might it might just it's yeah, just it's fine. just says he'll have a hearing Friday. So that well, I mean that's two days. So maybe it does. I think they usually specify though when it's in person. Yeah. And this time they didn't. So yeah, I, I just don't see it. I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I I hate Corey Perry. I do too. As Can't a hockey him. player, hate like him. he's just just he's he's a dirty player. Um, yes. I my personal opinion is that he's he'll get to two games. Mm. Mm. Okay. Just uh, John. So Bur- you build it to Jeff. You're at he's, one, and I'm at none. John Buring adds he's going to get more than one, uh, which is possible. Um. And uh, I, I'm i going to go one game. I think he's going to get one. Because like I said, I think they're going to take into account that he basically lost this entire game as well. But honestly, said, I wouldn't be shocked if since he's a repeat offender, they go three or four games. Repeat offenders do not get the benefit of the doubt. Well, sure they do. Um, it's ridiculous to imply that the Winter Classic is the same as a playoff game. I didn't say it was the, the same in terms of it's 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 the weight. What what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that the Winter Class there's more importance placed in the Winter Classic than a regular regular season game. There, it's just there. It is. It's not. I mean, obviously, no. It's not like a. It's not a playoff game, but it's. I can 
totally see that. Oh, he, them saying, "Well, he missed the entire game, more or less, minus one shift." Uh, then that's suspension enough. Even though I don't, I mean, if they're going to suspend him, I don't think they're going to because I don't think it was on purpose. I don't uh, think it Todd was. Todd Coleman says two or three games. Uh, Tom Davis says two games minimum. Uh, Tom Davis, that's a great point. So since he started, he got paid. So that is a <laughs> good point. He's that was without so, that was not without pay. Right, so find him. Yeah, I mean, I and to, I, I think the play developed like this. I think he's 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 trying to get over uh, and either uh, disrupt Ellis's shot. Um, he gets there late, and he tries to get a body, a piece of himself on Ellis, um, and he caught his head. I, I think it was um, – I don't think it was dirty in a sense where it was on purpose malicious, like it was going after his head. I don't think it was like that. Um, but I mean, it could have been. I mean, I mean, Corey Perry is not a clean player, so, I mean, he maybe he knew what he was doing the whole time. But I think if he knew what he was doing the whole time and he's he throws an elbow at a head, his first shift into the Winter Classic – I mean, he's not just a dirty player. He's stupid. There may be something to him just getting fined because if you look, one of the the few tweet alerts I have set up is NHL player safety, and they're they're basically four out of every five uh, disciplinary action they undertake now is fine over suspension. So, well, I mean, Pajot twenty five hundred for roughing Malkin. Malcolm five thousand for high sticking Pajot, Robbie Fabry twenty four nineteen thirty five maximum allowable under the CBA for spearing, um, Samuel Gerard nineteen fifty seven eighty nine maximum allowable for boarding Brinkett. It just yeah four out of five disciplinary actions are fines. So and again, I'm I'm with Tom possible. Davis. He adds looked incidental, but he is a repeat offender, and I think. I, the NHL before it seems like they go back and forth on that, but when they, when like cause, you know, there's been times where we've seen like, well, he's a repeat offender, so he's going to get this. But then you see a repeat offender do something, and it's oh, we're just going to find him. What the hell? How come the other repeat offender got more? Uh, but I will say um, that uh, I do think that they will take into account he's a repeat offender. And again, I think them them seeing that this was on a nationally broadcast game a game that's one of their biggest ones of the year uh i i could see them throwing the book at him and giving him at least a game or two so in um so he's had two previous suspensions uh, at least two previous suspensions including how long one ago? for elbowing how long um, ago matters so 20 so yeah, it's been it a while years? it's been 13 so it's okay. six years so that so seven, so yeah so if it's almost it, seven so years. he's not a repeat offender then because that that's that's Wait, that's longer than it falls than, off after what it falls three off. Or four years. Yeah. yeah, I don't know the exact. Yeah, it falls off if he's a six or seven years ago. Then then this incident is not does not qualify as him being a repeat offender. So. Yep he um, he well, well. elbowed um, at least last Beau I heard Drew in two thousand and nine, and um, what no wait wait wait. wait. He's suspended in 2016 as well. Okay, but that's that's January. That's four years. Yeah. Okay. Um, see. Okay. So Tom Davis is not just a repeat offender. He's a big time repeat offender. Um, 
depending on the whatever the fall off is, if it's like if it happened longer than was it three or four oh. years ago, uh, then he's not technically a repeat offender in the eyes of the NHL as far as suspensions go. And uh, his his last last one was uh, was twenty thirteen. It just for whatever reason this got posted in twenty sixteen. Oh, this video. So okay, I again. So I'll go back to I don't yeah, I don't. It's he, he. You know what? He's a repeat offender, but not under the letter of the law. Right, right. It's not going to affect his. It's like if you get a, a, a it's like your uh, court supervision, getting a ticket. If it's been a couple of years he since your last ticket, successfully served his probation. Yes, yes, he's he's yes. So I'm. I mean, maybe maybe he does get a suspension, but I, I don't know. We'll see. I don't think I don't. I I would. I hope he does because I don't like the guy. No. I'd love to see him get suspended, but I I don't think he will. We'll see. And I will not bet on it. Because <laughs> if you bet on the player safety, NHL, you're crazy. Well, we'll uh, the, see what happens next week when uh, one of us will be saying, I told you so. Uh, the eight-game winning streak came to an end versus Arizona last night. Uh, would have, uh, the Blues would have taken over best record in the NHL with a win because Washington had lost earlier in the day yesterday. Uh, Blues lost this game 3-1, to one, though. Uh, Ante Ratna was pretty good in this game, stopping 38-39. to 39. Um, Allen was good, too, stopping 23-25. Um this is now the second time this season Arizona has stopped a Blues winning streak. The first time was a seven-game win streak back in November, and now this one is an eight-game win streak in December. So uh, do we play them again in January? Because I think we may have a nine-game winning streak at the time, if that's the case. Yeah. Uh, I All I can say is at this point, um, I'm confident with the Blues going against anybody in the Western Conference in the playoffs except the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> I don't do know what it number. is. They I, they just play a structure that kind of deadens what the Blues do well. Um, they have quick outs of their zone, I guess, is is a big thing. So the Blues can't go in and forecheck them quickly, and it's just uh, man, it's just a problem. The Blues never look good against them. Um, I I, I didn't. I mean, I thought the pl- the Blues played a decent game. I didn't think they played poorly. They I think played they played okay. They put they they there were a number. I, I noticed far too often though a lot of their uh, their 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 quick transition passes uh, through the neutral zone uh, just were a little off. Um, they had they the, the game plan was there. They had the right idea. The players were open, but they were just a little off on the passes. Uh, that that led to a lot of uh, a lot of turnovers um, or you know uh, plays that didn't didn't develop the way they'd hoped. Uh, and I mean they outshot the the Coyotes. What was it thirty? What thirty nine twenty six. Um, they 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 put a lot on net. Eighteen uh, to eight in the second period. That was when that the two man advantage happened. Which five on three is now. It's been uh, what December sixth, uh, two thousand and sixteen. Last time the Blues scored on a five on three or a two man advantage. So I don't, I'm not sure if we'll ever get another five on three goal. Ever, ever, yeah. ever, ever, ever. I'm, I'm at this point believing that when they the, the referees give a five-on-three to the Blues, that's a giant middle finger. Ha! We're going to make sure you guys don't score here. Well, blues uh, need to do something to change it up, like you know, take a penalty to nullify the five-on-three. Go for yeah, it. Just get Perron out there. He'll take a penalty. 
<laughs> the, you know what's so weird about the five on three is the Blues don't look good. They, I mean, it's not that they're just getting they're 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 getting uh, stoned. Uh, they just don't look like they know what they're doing on a five on three. Uh, the, the players don't move as much as they you think they should be. They're they're I don't they get know. Stale. Did did yeah. you watch the five on three that the uh, Predators got uh, in the first period of no. the game today? No. They again, Nashville's known for having power play struggles, but they had a five on three, and it was constant puck moving uh, movement. Guys were uh, were cycling. It wasn't just stagnant where a guy, you know, the two guys remain up top and three guys bottom. It was uh, that sounds like a porn movie, but um, they uh, <laughs> they uh, it, it, they were always in motion. The puck was always moving. There wasn't any fake shot, you know, stick up. I'm going to slap it. I'm going to slap it. Nope, I'm going to pass it. It was just constant puck movement the entire time. Kept uh, Bishop moving in the crease. Got the uh, the Stars defense to kind of react rather than um, you know play their position. And uh, it, the yeah, you don't see that with the Blues. It's it's a shame because their power play's gotten a lot better this year, but they still just don't look right five on three. And I, I do they? I assume they don't practice five on three. Didn't I hear that one time? They don't practice five uh, on three. They, I mean, they got it every now and then, right? I don't think so. Well, they should. <laughs> I, I don't think they happen enough to 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 waste Warrant practice time on it. that. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I mean, I thought I heard that one time they don't practice five on threes. I mean, um, it's probably well, hell, like uh, practicing the shootout at this point. You really don't Mike have to do Keenan, it that much. Mike Keenan didn't practice the power play for a while at all. Remember that? Yeah, the Blues have power play struggles too. The Blues have power play struggles, and he didn't practice the power play. And I think his excuse was, "They're professionals; they know what they're doing." <laughs> yeah, well, that might be true. Um, also, I'm sure putting Harry York on your power play in the line right now and then didn't help. Roller no offense, hockey Harry. international superstar, Harry That's York. True, that is true. Uh, we got a couple. We got a bunch of questions here, guys. Sorry, we can't really get to them all, all the time. But um, uh, Patty Blast, I saw yours. We'll get to you uh, later. Um, we've got uh, where did I see our friend Austin Lynch? I know commented uh, said he's sorry he's late. You don't have to apologize, Austin. It's fine. Show does go on without you. I know it's hard to, but we do make it happen. <laughs> um, and uh, Ryan McDonald says we well, guys open up for questions later. Uh, keep firing them at us. We'll try to remember to get to them. It's just uh, you know, like I said, kind of lot of lot to talk about here at the Blues. Uh, Tom Davis says Coyote goalie was pretty good. Um, and uh, it's very good. Uh, Austin asked, "Have they have we mentioned next year's Winter Classic yet? We have not. We will. Um, and uh, yeah." Harry York is a funny name from Curry, right? <laughs> it's yeah. Well, Harry's just a funny name, so I'm with you. Um, it took only 43 minutes for a Mike Keenan reference. <laughs> yeah, that's a new record. That's a new yep. state record. <laughs> um, a lot of ticky tack penalties in this game too. Um, a couple of awful calls, uh, both sides. Oh, terrible uh, calls, especially the one on Ranta where they called him for a trip in Schwartz, where he just stuck yeah. out his hand and on like Schwartz's hip. And Schwartz, I think Schwartz went down. It was what had nothing to do with with Ranta, and of course Ranta gets a penalty. Like, well, the the Barbashev call. Yeah, that was I mean, and, and the 
the you know giving him the minor for complaining about how bad yeah. it was. God. Well, well, I said this on Twitter, and and I I talked to a referee about this that a lot of times uh, he never he hasn't played done it professionally, but you know he does it in the leagues around here in St. Louis, some of the more competitive ones. And he says a lot of times he knows guys that when they make a bad call and they know it right away, if the if the player adds to it and bitches, the instant reaction is, oh, I got to penalize him, you know, because it's it's a, it's an instant defensive mechanism kind of thing. So I guarantee that's exactly what happened was that he knew right away that wasn't a good call. Barbashev reacted and it just pissed him off. And he said, all right, get in the box for two more minutes. I mean, not justifying it because, my God, that was egregious. Um, Arizona was two for four in the power play, so they were they didn't seem to have the troubles the Blues had. Blues were zero for four overall in the game in the power play, so they not only do they miss on the uh, five on three, they missed on the other three opportunities as well. Um, not hard to see what the difference in this game was. Uh, Ranto was excellent, and the Blues couldn't score in the power play, so that was that was in a nutshell. That was it. Um, thoughts on the uh, De La Rose boarding penalty? At the uh, two two and a half left, something like that. Two three minutes left. What happened? I don't even recall it. He, I remember it, but I'm not. He fuzzy. Okay. Well, he's he's approaches a player who's near the boards, a few feet off the boards, and uh, was it um, who was it? Was it? Um, oh shoot. Uh, Oleg Tivardowski. No, but he's got the puck. He he. he Right before De La Rose gets to him, he cuts left towards the boards. And De La Rose, I, I thought, I'm not trying to make excuses oh. for De La Rose here. He, he, De La Rose had already committed to the hit. And then so, uh, um, God damn it, what's his name? I remember Kessel, Kessel. Yeah. Kessel, I, think, I think it was Kessel. Um, so he, he uh, basically, uh, De La Rose commits to the hit. Kessel cuts back to his left. Um, and... Uh, De La Rose hits him from behind, and then uh, he goes into the boards, and it's a penalty. And it is a boarding penalty. Um, you, you, I mean, it, it's just kind of a rough one to take because um, while it's a penalty, De La Rose didn't really do anything wrong. I mean, he, while he hit him from behind on the boards, it's not De La Rose's f- necessarily his fault that that happened. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, Kessel cuts left at the last second, and, and what's De La Rose supposed to do? I, I'm not... I'm not saying he shouldn't yeah. have penalized. He should have, but then, but the but, way that I, I look yeah. at, at yeah. this type of play is the same way. Like when you uh, see a defenseman reach his stick into a guy to poke the puck away, and the guy steps on his stick, falls, and they call it tripping. Yeah, obviously, really not a lot the defenseman can do there, but that's just how the game goes. When you get until you get robots making calls, uh, that's just how it's going to be, and I think that's one of those where you just see it in real time and you just say, I got to call that. That's a board. Yeah. Um, and, and so, unfortunately, that's how it is. But I, I agree with you. If you slow it down and you watch it, you see it is clearly nothing Delarose can do. He's already committed. But, unfortunately, the way the ref sees it in real time, they're going to have to make that call. But I see your point. Kurt, you're right. All right, I, that's what you were looking for, right? No, you, no, you are, I just you are correct. So, I, I mean, I know Bill, the, pat the, him on the back. <laughs> the The stakes are a hell of a lot lower, um, you know. Uh, Mid season game, 
you know, in in Phoenix, you know, non-division game, not like the Stanley Cup final with uh, Sunfist hitting Grizzlick. But, you know, Sunfist I thought was committed to the hit. I, I'm, you know, not to piss off Bruins fans that might be listening, but They're I still don't off. think that that was worthy <laughs> of a suspension um, at, at the time. Um, and, you know, I, I think this is... I, I don't really recall this from the game, but it sounds very similar. You know, it, it's the, the player, not to victim blame, but, you know, from what you're saying, Kessel shifted at the last second, and there's nothing, you know, he's committed to the hit. It's going to happen. Yeah. I, and I, it I just, gonna... you know, there's no injury, there's results, so there's no talk of suspension. And, right, and, and that's the thing, you know, too, is that is that, that that's what's typically brought up uh, on boarding calls that are reviewed by the league, whether or not, you know, uh, uh, so-and-so turned into the hit or if the hit or if so-and-so was already committed to the hit when you know before the player was as vulnerable uh, that's all that's all taken into consideration and I, I i i think my point is is that yeah it's a penalty but it shouldn't be uh going any farther than that and it's, it's an unfortunate penalty it's just kind of weird the way it works it's like a high stick it's like a, it's like a high stick that hits you in the face uh if it if it cuts you it's four minutes that's a weird arbitrary thing to you know, because you can get smacked pretty good with a stick hard in the head and have it not cut you and it could swell up. And you can graze with the blade of the stick and it could cut you and you get four minutes. That, right. that, I, that, that is a bit weird. It's you know, weird. I, when you put it in the context of, you know, they're they're really worried about concussions in the NHL. Concussions and injury, but because you draw blood, it's right. visible. Right. It, it is. It, it is, you know, it is an arbitrary thing. Yeah, because you're not. You're not yeah. I mean, and it's always it's accept we we accept it because that's the way it is. And it's so funny when you when you play one player on your team gets high sticked, you're rooting for blood. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're rooting for your own player to be bleeding so you can get an extra two minutes on the power play. Um, whatever. Uh, Blues out shot the Coyotes thirty nine twenty six eighteen eight in the second period. Like I said, out hit them thirty one to eighteen. Won the faceoff battle fifty six percent to forty four. Uh, won the giveaway battle. Uh, they played a Decent game, not their best. Uh, I mean, they numbers wise, you know, box score wise, they if you didn't see the score, you think the Blues have won, but uh, but they did not. So right. now, I I thought both goalies were great yes. in this game. Yes, you know, Ranta was Ranta has really you know he he's kind of you know looks like he's taking the the reins back over as the number one from Darcy Kemper, who was on quite a run for a while, and he looked great against us uh, yeah, last, last time we played him. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Jake Allen, you know, this game definitely wasn't his fault. I mean, no. here's here's a tip on the game-winning goal. Um, maybe you don't want to try to rush two defensemen out of the zone when Phil Kessel's behind you, um, which is what happened. Petro and Falk both yeah. tried to jump the zone to, you know, I, and I get why they're doing it. They're, you know, it's a 1-1 game at the time, and you're trying to get your team, you know, the, the spark from the back end, but you got one of the best snipers in the game behind you and uh yeah puck turned over at the blue line and Kessel's all alone. Mm. Uh did the ice seem rather bad to you guys? It seemed the uh, the ice the puck seemed to be bouncing, flipping, not laying flat. Um yeah. I don't think it was particularly bad, but I will say the ice in Dallas today at the Cotton Bowl I thought looked better. <laughs> than what we saw in Arizona. 
Well, and I I hesitate to uh, to criticize the ice because it seemed like the especially late November, early December, the ice at Enterprise Center was just god awful. The puck would not sit still for for like a series of ten games, and it just didn't make any sense. The uh, the Blues at the end of uh, 2019, uh, the best record in the West, uh, a pretty substantial eight point lead on second place Colorado. Their goal differential is at plus 21, which, uh, thanks to the eight-game win streak, had climbed up from single digits just not too long ago. 13-4-3 uh, at home, 13-5-3 on the road, 8-2-0 and in the last 10. Um, best record in the NHL in the calendar year of 2019. And uh, I think we mentioned the show before, the, the most points or most wins in the decade. Isn't that what it was? Uh, I think they I think tied... They didn't they well for the year they tied. No, no, no. I'm talking last decade. I'm talking the last, maybe it was the last eight years. Maybe. I looked it up. I posted it on Twitter. It was um, the Blues had the best, most points. I think it was most points um, in the Western Conference in the last I think eight seasons. No, no, no. It was at least ten seasons. Pretty sure. <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> It's up there anyway. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I know that they tied uh, last the, the calendar year of 2019. If they would have won against color or uh, the Coyotes, they would have had the most wins in a calendar year. But I think they tied it. What was right. it? 2000 or 2001? They said. Yes, I think so. Yeah, the sta- the uh, the uh, uh, President's Trophy half that season. Did that did that include? playoffs i didn't see that no, i don't think so i don't think so no okay well i can tell you what i know that in 2019 they had the most playoff wins of more than any other year they've had right this past mm-hmm. one sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I may have the, to go back and look that up but i think you're right <laughs> the most that they will ever get until the nhl expands to 56 right. this year yeah I think they have a good chance of tying oh, it this year. I can't. I mean, that would we'll be see. yeah. That'd be cool. Um, We're getting. I'll add to. I mean, we we talked about this a lot going into 2019. How and it just I want to do the numbers. I might actually sit down and do this tomorrow. Um, I'll have it for our next show. But how bad were the Blues in 2018? We they were awful because remember 2017 2018 that was the year where they were in first place in December and then completely bottomed out and didn't make the playoffs. They were, then they, they started 2018-2019 right. as the worst team in the NHL. And then 2019, late, well, early to mid-January, they picked it up. And that's when they started winning all the time. So you look at the dichotomy between 2018 and Ooh, 2019. Dichotomy. It's pretty insane. Yeah, I agree. Um, Let's hope we don't get... A similar dichotomy for <laughs> for the new year. Yeah, let's hope uh, not. Oh yeah, what happened? Oh my god, I, I, I just I just kind of thought of that the last calendar year change. Yeah, was it was a big deal. So hopefully it's not a big deal the other direction this time. I can't see that happening though. No. Uh, up next for the Blues, we got uh, at Colorado tomorrow night, Thursday, eight thirty p.m. Central Time. 
A win versus Colorado would give the Blues a 10-point lead uh, over them, uh, whom, whom many felt were the best team in the West just a few weeks ago. The infamous, uh, was it NBCSN power rankings? Yep. Yep. Yeah. We just beat Colorado twice. Just one, I don't know what it is. It, it we're beating them in the division in the conference. And, and they, they were ranked fourth. Yeah, Blues ranked fourth. Uh, Avalanche was ranked first, I think. Weren't they? They were ahead of us. Mm, yeah. They were ahead of us. Whatever it was. Suffice to say. Yes. Not cool. Uh, Avalanche have uh, cooled off since the last time the Blues faced them and beat them. Uh, they're 4-5-1 and one in the last 10. Lost three in a row and five of the last six. Gruber has Grubauer has lost five straight games. Uh, while felt like you called him Gruber at first. Gruber, <laughs> right? Like McGruber. McGruber. <laughs> Gruber. Um, while uh, Fran, how do you say his last name? Francouz. 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 Francouz has gone. I was going to say Francois. <laughs> has gone seven one and one in his Pavel last. Francouz. In his last nine. Or Francouz. So who do you think's in net? Against us, yeah. Hmm? <clears throat> Pavel. Hmm. I think it's Pavel Frankie. Ooh. I don't know because David Abishur. Because Grubar's not playing particularly well, and I mean, it'd I, be a, I mean, I go with Francis. Who, who's getting you wins? I mean, we have this debate I all know. the time here as Blues fans. I know who's getting you wins right now. Put that guy in. Yeah, uh, who gives you the best chance to win right now? And that's probably Francis, right? So, I, I, I we'll see. But and he, he's goalies, started quite a few games this year so far. Speaking of goalies getting wins, did you guys see that Elvis Merzlikin, Merzlikins in uh, Columbus finally got his first win, and he's been playing all year? Yeah. That's he, rough. Uh, yeah, he uh, he played preseason games the last two years, at least, against the Blues. I think he got one regular season start against them last year. But that that's a long time coming. Yeah, he uh, he's been their backup, and he was kind of the guy they thought, okay, we're gonna have Corpusalo for most of this year, but by next year, Merz Lickens is gonna step in as the number one. Don't think that's the case anymore. Uh, Unless he Puck, just tears it up the rest of the year. Puck guy fourteen in the YouTube chat. Hey Eric, happy New Year, sir. Uh, says uh, Grubauer is a goober? Question mark. I'm like uh, he's playing. <laughs> he's kind of playing like one. <laughs> Grubauer reminds me a lot of Yaro Halak. Yeah. That he was really good as the backup and needed a change of scenery. He gets the change of scenery and things don't work out. I wanted the Blues to and go after stature wise. Stature wise, I, I think too. they look a lot alike. Went, yeah. Yeah, I was I was with you, Kurt. I think we talked about that on this show that yeah. Grubauer should have been the the Blues' number one guy to go after the the year he got traded. And who knows in this system? Maybe he plays better and differently. But uh, I, yeah, I, I would well because we were, I mean, we had Allen, right? So we, I mean, I, that was going into last season. So I was like, eh, I'd rather have Grubauer. Can we like move Allen and acquire Grubauer? Yeah, but back when Bennington was still our inside joke. Yeah, Nathan McKinnon has six points in his last six games, but he's also a negative ten over that span. So he's uh he's putting up some points, but uh, his team is uh is allowing some goals too. That line is still one to watch. Oh They're god, still he, unbelievable! He scares me so much. He's maybe more so than anybody in the league. Uh, in our in the offensive zone, when he's got the puck, yep. it's like he's possessed. Him and McDavid. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And it used to be with uh, 
McKinnon that it was, you know, he would find that spot between the faceoff dot and the boards mm-hmm. and just bury one timers. Wasn't it two games in a row we played yeah. him? That he he tied it later, beat us. Yeah, something like that. The exact same spot. Yeah, but the last few times he's had screenshots through the slot that uh, have beaten our goalies. So yeah, he had one that was uh, from almost the blue line last time. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Curdy Wright says, guys, got to get off, but thank you, Tom. I'm happy to meet you, and maybe I can come back if you guys let me, but if not, I understand. Curdy, <laughs> uh, yeah. you're always welcome back, buddy. Shh. You know, anybody is welcome in the in the chat. You know, more uh, the more mm. folks, the better. And anyone who's probably somehow trolling Kurt, you are yeah. 100% okay in my book. <laughs> yeah. I saw that name, I'm like... Yeah, that's that's somebody I've interacted with before on Twitter or something, and it's good yeah. for you, Curdy. Please show up every week. Yeah, it's a yeah. <laughs> uh, looking like a troll job to me, but well, maybe not. We'll see. I uh, maybe, maybe it's it's a it's an interesting name. If it is your real name, then uh, then I <laughs> okay. I'll stop there. Uh, yeah, um. Uh, get a couple more. Uh, let's see. Squirrely Dan says he'd love to see a Winter Classic in Columbus, mainly so I can walk to it from campus. So, yeah, that – hey, you know what? Columbus is uh, – a lot of Blues fans make that drive. So I think that would be a really well-attended uh, Winter Classic for Blues fans as well. Uh, yeah, well, here's the deal. We didn't talk about the uh, Winter Classic uh, next year. We can do yeah, it real quick. Talk about it. Uh, just real quick because um, uh, we're we should wrap this up. But – the uh, it was announced today that the Winter Classic is going to be in Minnesota um, at the Cotton Bowl, uh, not kind at of the uh, Cotton Bowl at the uh, Target Field. Field. Cotton Bowl is this year. Uh, Target, yeah, Target Field. Um, so, and rumor, I mean, the Blues are involved with rumors as far as who they're going to play. Uh, some people seem to think the Blues are the front runners. Uh, I've heard someone say Chicago, which would be ridiculous. <laughs> Um, it's always Chicago. You know that even Chicago, I mean, we talked about the Chicago fans are like, please, no. I know. Which brings me to the question, who wants Chicago in this game aside from NHL bigwigs? Uh, because if the fans don't, uh, Chicago fans, a lot, most of them, I would say don't. Most Chicago fans, or at least half, right? And then there's probably not as many fans at all elsewhere in the league fans of other teams that want the Blackhawks in. So you're talking about a small segment of a large fan base, but still a small segment that might want them in the game. I guess people watch on TV if the Hawks play, because the only reason they're going to, they would be in it was be for ratings. And would they get those ratings? I guess they would because of the Hawks, but still they're they're terrible. People would tune in, but you know that Blackhawks fans, they're not happy with it. And I get that they don't care. All they care about are the numbers, but man, you'd think that, the NHL would listen and say, okay, you know what? Let's, uh, there's, there's 29 other teams we could throw in here. Who would be a good fit to play Minnesota? And I, I know that Winnipeg is a Canadian market and they don't like throwing in the Canadian markets, but I think, I think that'd be a great one. Winnipeg, Minnesota, St. Louis, Minnesota, uh, Dallas. I wish they would have had Dallas, Minnesota, but they're not going to do that two years in a row. It should have been Dallas. It should have been Dallas. I mean, and Nashville deserves to be in a game. I get it. That's fine. But um, it could have been Nashville. and it, You know what? It could have been Dallas and Minnesota this year, Nashville and St. Louis next year. It really makes me 
wonder if they're going to go with the Central team. That'd be two Central Division Winter Classics in a row. Yeah, that's true. That's a good and point. And that's crazy to think about for the <clears throat> NHL with but, how much they have to promote the same six teams. Yeah. <clears throat> Something tells me it's got to be it's got to be either Pittsburgh or Boston. Just they need to go back to the well. Where's the where's the I mean, there's I, no rivalry. I know they don't really hinge on that anymore, but I mean, there was no rivalry between s- Boston and Chicago last year. Well, their original six teams. Pittsburgh and Chicago. They can market that. (laughs) I'm just saying, they can market that. Um, Yeah. uh, Puck Guy 14, besides Adidas, is out of ideas for throwback Hawks Winter Classic jerseys. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, the last ones were just like, really, I mean, just terrible. Yeah. Oh, if you ask the NHL, though, it's one of the best. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. (sighs) Jesus. Blues don't get a mention. I, you know, whatever. Uh, I, I'd love to see the Blues in it again. Um, I'm that'd be fine. Uh, as a guest this time, but I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I'd love yeah, it. Um, be fine. Yeah, I it, it it was fun seeing him at Bush, but seeing him as the away team that would be uh you know the the road of the Winter Classic to watch that. I think that would be a little a little fun. I'd enjoy. Yeah, uh, I think I think just getting Baruby on there. You know that that's that would be a ton of fun. I mean, that was you know going back to watch the the whole Gunnarsson taking a piss thing. You know, last night that, that God that was so much fun. So yeah, get Baruby on Road to the Winter Classic. That'd be a beauty. Curdy uh, Wright in the YouTube chat says my last name is Kurt Wright. It's kind of a play on words. Hmm. Well, there you go. Okay, fair enough. Kurt is a good name. Fair enough. Good on you. I agree. It is a good name. Good on you. Yeah, All right. It's okay. So uh, while we're <laughs> on the subject of the Winter Classic, Wyshynski says if he were a betting man, he'd say blues. Yeah. Oh, see? There you go. And Someone... uh, what? It, what uh, Tom Davis, by next year, the blues will be America's team. I wish that were true, but I just I don't feel that's actually no, going to be the case. I, I mean – and don't get me wrong, the Blues the Blues do get very good ratings, uh, better than most teams uh, when they play nationally. Um, so, so I mean, I I I don't think the NHL would be a concern with ratings with the Blues and the Wild being in the game. Uh, so that, that's not something to be concerned about. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. It'll be fun. I like Todd Coolman, Wild and Wings. <laughs> wild and Wings. Yeah, but you got to go with Buffalo in there somehow too. <laughs> like they could play the game in Buffalo, and it could be the Wild and the Wings. <laughs> or by this point next year, you know, as far as NHL talent goes, you might have to splice Buffalo and Detroit together to get God. a full NHL roster. Yeah, definitely. that's true. They got Saboka. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, uh, I think- real quick. We did early in the show and I said I would get to it. Uh, we did get a quick question from. Um, oh, now I can't find it. Somebody asked what our thoughts on the here it is. Patty Bast. What about John Tortorella's rant and fine? What do you guys think about that whole situation? Oh, um, yeah, I, I actually I, actually, I'm, I'm in I'm in the camp. I think most people are in. Uh, I can't stand Tortorella, but. I enjoy his comments. Yeah. I, I think they're I think they're entertaining and they're funny. Um, but uh, a lot of truth to them. They were yeah. they were hosed. 
Oh, Dude, oh they, they were, totally were completely hosed. hosed yeah. And I have yeah. no, I mean, if, if Barubi were to go off like after the game, I'd love it. I just to, to, to heat this particular case on a case by case basis with uh, Tortorella, I think it was just him just going off, rightfully so. And he was pissed off. And I, his rant was justified, I think. I mean, I think he was fined. Uh, so, yeah, he yeah. got fined it in. Twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, the the, the one comment I saw earlier today on Twitter was, "I hope he pays it all in quarters." (laughs) (laughs) Now that that I mean, I'm 100 percent with you, Kurt. I I don't truly strongly dislike Tortorella. I'm not his biggest fan, but um, you know, he's always proven to be a pretty decent coach. Um, You know, short term. You keep a guy like him around three, four years, he usually gets results out of your team. Um, but, uh, man, I, I mean, I saw this. The They're literally, not only did they lose the game, they lost a goalie because yeah. of the terrible call. I mean, he had every right, right to go off on the officials for that. You yeah. want to talk about getting replay right? Did it fucking right. I mean, if we're, we've said this since they started with replay. If you're going to have replay, you better be getting 100% of this shit right. If it starts getting wrong, like all this goalie interference shit, get rid of it. Don't even have it. So I'm with Tortorella. It's uh, it's bullshit yep. that happened to his team. Yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy how you know, how many you know sports and leagues are trying to adopt video review as part of their uh, of the overall process. And they're, they they want to do it slowly, and they get so much wrong. I mean, yeah. this, this, the constant, like, I, I watch a lot of soccer nowadays, and the constant Premier League bitching about VAR, it's, it's the same thing. Like, you're using it to get it right, but you have these narrowly defined rules, a clear and obvious error. What the fuck does that mean? You know, if if the referee doesn't know if they're not applying the law correctly, correct them on it. And that 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 seems to be missed by the leagues that are instituting these things because they're too slow to, you know, they they don't want to they don't want to make these giant shifts as they get into this. But just do it, get it right, just like Jeff said, get it fucking right. You, you think there's more controversy now uh, since they've been doing replay? Um, than before when they didn't have replay about uh, as far as the there's roughing more, is concerned. but it's I, I don't know if it's, it's more but I think it's more frustrating because they're supposed because to get it right, they, right. It, if you're going to have replay and slow down the game like I said the, today the Corey Perry uh, thing I, I get that you want to make sure you get that right but Jesus let's just get along with the game I mean we've said before there should be a time limit on replays there should be well, if you see three replays and you don't see what you want to see, then obviously just stick to the call on the ice. Whatever you need to do to make it. We, we I mean, did we that. talk about the, yeah. La, the Laterra play. Uh, was that 16 playoffs? Oh, my 16. God. That took forever. I mean, the skate the on the ice, it took forever. And, yeah. yes, maybe that call is correct. But to slow down the pace of the game just to do that, it's more frustrating than anything. Yeah, I think you get a time limit, and uh, after that, the, the the replay iPads shut off. That's that's yeah, all I get. I agree. And then okay, what's the decision? Well, the problem is is that they're talking with Toronto, and Toronto's looking at it too, and so 
it's yeah i we've talked about this a lot and we had some ideas for to speed things up and like you said just to to get three looks at it and if you don't see anything more than that that's then playing the ice is stands so which is not a bad I, I don't think it's that bad of an idea i mean if, if it's so close that you have to zoom in for a millimeter offside i mean that's not that's not really what replays for i mean that's not it's kind of weird to me i don't know I don't know. When it comes to the review for offsides, I I would almost rather them, like, because your skates off the ice, your body's still outside the zone. Like that, to me, it's it's the more the more that we see it, the more that gets talked about, the more it feels like technicality to me. Just rewrite the rule. <laughs> um. I think that'll wrap it up. Is there anything else to talk about here on the YouTube chat? Uh, at least Don Dinklage didn't uh, slow the game down, says Tom Davis. That's a good point. <laughs> Got the call wrong and they moved on. That's right. That's... <laughs> um, America's team filled with Canadians, Tom Davis says. That's that's true. That's true. Uh, I think that'll wrap up episode 46 of season 8 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube chat during the live show. Had a lot of conversation. It was good stuff. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, Happy New Year, and let's go Blues. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 2020 vision says Blues win the cup again. Let's go Blues. Yo, Adam Sandler there. That's nice. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.